Yo, what's going on, motherfuckers? This is episode 24 of Ed Saves the World, the podcast. I bet you thought I was dead. Well, I'm not. I'm back. Let's fucking do this. Episode 24 of Ed Saves the World, the podcast. How did we get here? How did we get here? Truth be told, I really don't know. I thought I was gone. I thought I was dead in the water. I had that Rona. I was, uh, you know, I'm in New York, so I had the Rona. Nah. I'm just kidding. That's not even funny, really. It's just stupid to say that. But, um, I had what, uh... I was going to say a good friend of mine, but he's not a friend of mine. I wish he was. I had what the great Gary Gullman called the Great Depression. That's right. I was uh, in the old dumps, in the old rut. I was uh, feeling blue, catching the blues, whatever you want to call it. I was down and fucking out. So I didn't want to do the show. Truth be told, I didn't want to do anything. And in this time... I thought about all these different things I want to do, all these different things I should do, all these different things I always dreamed of doing. Of course, I didn't go on to do any of them, and that's fine. That's not a complaint. That's not something that I'm, you know, complaining about. Uh, But uh, it was just, uh, I don't know, it's tough. Tough to talk about because I feel like a lot of people, there's there's a big stigma on it. I'm not the only one in the fucking world. That deals with this thing. But uh, I feel like there's a stigma. It's hard for people to talk about it. And I think a lot of people make it hard to talk about. They don't believe it. They think it's whatever. People use it as an excuse. All the things you can think of are the reasons why people do not want to talk about it. And I don't want to talk about it because I don't like burdening people with my bullshit. I don't like burdening people with my problems. I don't think my problems are that important. I mean, there's a fucking pandemic going on in the world right now. And honestly, is my depression really a big fucking deal in the world? Probably not. But at the end of the day, it's a big deal in my world. And so I can only be concerned and consumed in in a lot of ways in my world. That sounds selfish, doesn't it? But that's the truth. Just like you, the listener, or listeners, or... Fuck, maybe I'm just talking to myself at this point. Maybe you are more concerned with your life. And that's the way it works, right? We cannot... We have to expect our loved ones to care for us. Our friends, family, girlfriends, boyfriends, husbands, wives, cousins, sisters, brothers, mothers, fathers. Those people are the ones that care about you. They'll always care about you. They're there for you. But we can't expect the world, I can't expect people who listen to this podcast or who don't listen to this podcast to give a crap about some guy in Brooklyn going through depression. It's just not the way it works. It's just not the way the world works. Your loved ones will always care. Your loved ones will always care. I'm lucky in that way. That I have. 
But I, I just mean coming on the podcast, talking about this, it was tough. I didn't want to do the show. I don't even know, truth be told, if I still want to do the show. I'm thinking about all these different ideas I want to do. I've always wanted to do a podcast with somebody, a friend. You know, somebody to shoot the shit with. And I think I'm close. I think I'm close to perhaps getting that. I'm not sure. I don't want to talk too much on the subject, on the topic. The point is, that's where I've been. That's where I've been. And that's what's been on my mind. I got a few voicemails while I was away. I say away like I was on a fucking vacation. Yeah, my brain was on a vacation, I guess you could say. Or it was asleep. <laughs> Whichever one you want to, uh, you know, say. But, um, so... Yeah, that's the deal. I got a couple of voicemails. Um, I got one really, really, really good one. Really good one. Talking about this very thing. Depression. Anxiety. Talking about that. And I want to play it. I want to play it because I think it's very important. Because when I heard this uh, voicemail, this guy, his name's Tyler. Very nice guy. I, again, I don't know him, but the fact that he took the time out of his day to do this, to talk about his struggles, you know, you're a good guy in my book. So, the fact that this guy sent me this voicemail, when I heard it, I listened to it, I really, it fucking hit me. It hit me because I, I, I was like, wow, I'm not alone. It's tough because it doesn't, it doesn't take away, you know, it doesn't take away that you're depressed and you... But it does give you some hope. It does give you a little bit of a, of a moment of like, man, I'm not the only one. Even though, of course, you know you're not the only one. And if you think you're the only one, you've got bigger problems than depression. But, uh, you know, it just makes you feel like, man, somebody else is dealing with this, man. That feels good. It doesn't feel good that someone's suffering. It feels good that you're not alone in it. So I'm going to play the voicemail now. Hi, Ed. This is my story about anxiety and depression. Before I go any further, though, I want to thank you for recognizing the value in this and presenting us with an outlet. Sometimes the best thing we could do is say things out loud. And sometimes the only way to get stronger is to show our weaknesses. In your initial post, you said that sometimes we want to disappear. And the truth is, I'm faced with that on, I would say, a weekly basis. I have gone to therapists, I've had psychiatrists who I've spoken to, and the struggle is real. They don't necessarily have the answers. All they can do is let you talk it out. So this is me talking it out, I guess. Depression and anxiety started for me at a really young age. I feel like it's always been an uphill battle. I don't know if this is the same for everybody, but I don't remember a time where I was absolutely content with life. and. You know, I can't really recall a month where I didn't have some sense of sadness in my life. I don't know if this is a chemical imbalance. I don't know what it is necessarily, but I do know that if I'm going to carry on, I have to find a way to cope with it. I believe that depression and anxiety can be looked at as a disease or an illness. And though we can find ways to curb it, there's always the chance that it comes back. And there's no telling exactly when it will come back. So what I've identified with my depression and my anxiety is that I've always tried to measure myself against the uh, requirements or 
the expectations of my peers, of my friends, of my family. And if we do that as a people, we will not only disappoint our friends, our family, our loved ones, our peers, um, we will also disappoint ourselves because the true nature of human beings is that we always want to be better than everyone else. The catch-22 is that we as people will always be disappointed in ourselves. People that are uh, constantly plagued with anxiety and depression don't feel like they will ever measure up to their own expectations, let alone that of anybody else. And that's how my life has been lived. I grew up in, I'd say, middle-class family to sometimes just scraping by. Both my parents worked a lot, so we, uh, our family life wasn't very stable growing up. There wasn't a lot of mentorship or anything like that, so it was really kind of just trying to figure it out ourselves. And it's hard to do that when people are laughing at you and calling you names and saying you're weird or a freak. It's, that was my life growing up, not just in elementary school, but even further on into high school. I constantly found myself trying to please a partner who, you know, I later on in life found out they were quite controlling and really played on my anxiety and depression in order to benefit themselves. And that'll happen. People will exploit your weaknesses and that's scary. Uh, but I kind of digress there. So my depression, yes, it comes from not measuring up to other people's expectations. But as an adult, I've learned how to cope with it. I've never been prescribed for depression. I've tried to stay away from that and kind of battle it mentally. It is something that I recognize will probably be with me my entire life, but I can cope with that and I can figure ways around it. For me, the first step is to kind of recognize when I'm experiencing a fit of depression or an episode of anxiety. And once recognizing it, I can kind of walk myself through it. There's many days when I'll wake up and I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to go to work. I feel like nothing that I do in my day-to-day -day is really effectively growing me as a person. And I don't feel like I'm benefiting from it other than to get a paycheck and to pay the bills. And as such, I also feel like I'm never going to measure up to someone's expectations or I'm never going to find someone that wants to partner with me. I feel like people automatically will see all my inadequacies because uh, when I was younger, they were always highlighted from my peers and people that I, you know, went to school with. Or So I, I just I have that idea that no employer's ever going to be happy with me and no partner's ever going to be happy with me. So I, I place a lot of pressure on myself to work harder than everyone around me, which is very frustrating because it's to no end. So what I do to recognize that is I have to stop myself. I have to stop myself from presuming that everybody has a certain expectation of me. I have to stop having such high expectations of myself. What we need to do is understand our weaknesses and elevate our strengths. And in doing so, we're going to be able to feel better about ourselves. I do a lot of writing and one thing that I learned along the way is that the best way to get a workflow is to is to write about what you know. And once you start writing about what you know, you can kind of flush out the other details. So if we play to our strengths, we can slowly address our weaknesses and build them up to a point where we're satisfied with them, where we at least feel better about ourselves. Now, the big thing is with depression and anxiety, 
if you do find yourself falling into that, or at least when I fall into that, and I recognize that I cannot um, measure myself based on what others want from me, there's another side to that. I need to tell myself that it's okay to be interested in things that others are not interested in. Those are the things that make me unique as a person. I can like a certain band. I can like a certain author. It's okay if I like to spend a little bit of time playing video games or read comic books when I'm in my adult life. These things are okay. These are my interests. And we have to have faith that the people that share those common interests are out there. And we will find them. We all love knowing that we're not deranged or we're not strange or freaks or unlike. So we have to have faith in the idea that our interests are shared with other people. And if we just let go of the people that don't serve us and don't appreciate the things that we appreciate, it's not saying anything bad about that person. It's just saying that there's going to be someone out there or another experience out there that's going to elevate us and make us feel better. We cannot fit ourselves into somebody else's puzzle. We are building our own puzzle. And the minute that we realize that, the minute we can get on with our day and work towards a better life for ourselves. And the depression kind of subsides after thinking like that for a little bit. I've heard also that planning a trip is as important or more important than actually going on a trip. So in saying that, we kind of remove ourselves from the anxieties of our day-to-day life, like the monotony that gets to most of us when we plan a trip. So if we have a goal that we can work towards to better ourselves, and if we constantly have these goals, small ones, not big ones that are just too overwhelming just find something on a level that's easy for you to do like if it's making your bed in the morning make your bed in the morning it gets easier from there Um, we need to have these goals we need to have these trips in our mind to plan for ourselves for the betterment of ourselves we're supposed to talk about our problems here and our depression our anxiety and I already feel myself feeling better thanks again Ed for doing that for providing this outlet for us as an adult I do suffer from depression. Anxiety does come up. There's always those what ifs. There's always those expectations that we can easily fall victim to. Uh, Sometimes I'll fall asleep thinking that I haven't achieved anything in the day. Nothing productive has come of this. But the fact is, we made it. Every day you're learning something new. Remind yourself of that, as I do. And I think that that might help at least alleviate any anxieties or depressions from the day Um, there is no such thing as normal we all carry our own gauge and there is a universal language and we can all speak it when we need it it's there we just need to trust in ourselves that we can take that leap and that we can make it to the other side of our depression of our anxieties oftentimes anxiety comes from fear fear of the unknown and that unknown can be you know what how are people going to react to to what's going on or what I'm going to be doing here you know how are people going to judge me as soon as you can realize that their judgment is not going to make or break you that you're going to live another day either way then you can carry on so I don't know those are my coping mechanisms for anxiety for depression sometimes you just need an outlet write it down sketch it out mash some video game controllers for a bit there's healthy ways to let it out and as long as we're recognizing that it's okay to be upset 
and that we will get through it. I think collectively we're going to be stronger for it. Anyways, yeah, that's my story, man. It's it's always there. Depression, anxiety, it's always going to be there. But uh, there's always a way around it. There's always hope. Always plan for the future. Thank you. I want to thank Tyler for the message, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for being fucking strong. Thank you for being... You know, just a fucking person, man. Thank you for being a human, a decent human, sharing your fucking story. You saw that I was down. You saw that I was looking for something out there in the world. And you shared your story with me, and it hit me. And it helped me. And I hope it helps other people, too, who listen to this podcast. I wish I had millions of listeners and millions of listeners so that message can go out to them and they and and it can help them. But you know what? Even if we've got one listener that's going to listen to that and think, fucking hell. I'm not alone, thank fuck, then that'll make me happy. It's never about wanting to change millions and millions and millions of people's lives. It's about one person. And I know people say that and they say, oh, you did one person, you should be happy with that. It's not really about that. It's about the bigger picture. You touch somebody. You help them. You you let them feel less alone in the world. All right, guys, this is it. I don't know when I'll be back. I don't know if I'll be back. Let's just take it one day at a time, will ya? Take care, guys. Love ya. Don't let people change ya. Don't let them tell you how to be. Be you always. And if you're not hurting anybody, fuck them. But if you're out here and you're manipulating and fucking people over and being an asshole, then you gotta fucking change. <laughs>